0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters' Anonymous A Vision for you Big Book Study. My name is Melissa C, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. today is whoo today is January I'm sorry January <laughs> today is Tuesday, June second and um this is the seven a m meeting. Today we are reading from the big Book and we are on page 159 second paragraph starting with all this time and we'll be reading one paragraph only today's readers are 12 steps Jessica G 12 traditions this morning will be Carmela G Amy G will be our first reader Allison L. will be our second reader. Our newcomer host, I'm sorry, our newcomer, yeah, our newcomer greeter will be Lynn F., and the host of our second hour is Russ M. Okay. Always, oh, the reference numbers for yesterday, the 7 a.m. Eastern Time meeting, 14,726, 14726, and for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 14727. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Jessica G. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Jessica. Jessica.
1: Good morning, the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Number two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. 5. Admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. 6. were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. 7. Humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. 8. Made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. 9. Made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so, would injure them or others. 10. continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do service.
0: Thank you so much for your service. I will now ask Carmela G. to read the 12 Traditions. Good morning, Carmela.
2: Good morning, Melissa. Thank you. The 12 Traditions of Overitas Anonymous. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. For our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as, we, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, depending, declining um, outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such would never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name would never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public Relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media uh, of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, never reminding us, ever reminding us, to place principles before personalities, and I pass.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Carmela. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. So today, we're going to resume our study of the big book, And we are on page 159, um, second paragraph, starting with all this time and ending with thus relieving much worry and suffering. And I'm going to ask Amy G, please, to get us started. Good morning, Amy.
3: Melissa, can you hear me okay?
0: Yes, I'm able to hear you.
3: Wonderful. Thank you so much. Hi, my My name is Amy G, and I'm a cover-composable reader from Maryland. All this time, our friend of the hotel lobby incident remained in that town. He was there three months. He now returned home, leaving behind his first acquaintance, the lawyer and the devil-may-care chap. These men had found something brand new in life. Though they knew they must help other alcoholics if they would remain sober, that motive became secondary. It was transcended by the happiness they found in giving themselves for others. They shared their homes, their slender resources, and gladly devoted their spare hours to fellow sufferers. They were willing day by day or night to place a new man in the hospital and visit him afterwards. They grew in numbers. They experienced a few distressing failures, but in those cases they made an effort to bring the man's family into a spiritual way of living and thus relieving much worry and suffering. Wow, that's a loaded, loaded paragraph here. And I'm sure there's some big book historians that can give the details better than I. Of what's going on, clearly Bill has come home now after three months. Um, and I don't know about you, but I would have wondered like how it would have felt to be out, out and on your own this time. But it seems the difference here is that now... He has a purpose. He had found something brand new in life. And to me, that's the primary purpose that we read about in the opening of this meeting. The primary purpose is to carry the message to the still-suffering compulsive overeater. And I've moved many times in my life as well in recovery, and I've always been given a purpose by my sponsor to carry the message whether there was a meeting there or not. And it always helped me transition in because I knew that without a shadow of a doubt, I had something that I needed to do to stay sober myself. But because I had a personality change sufficient to bring about recovery, I also knew that I wanted, not only needed, but wanted to carry the message. And I'm telling you what, that has never changed, moved or not moved. When it says they found something in life, that reminded me in what they're talking about in the beginning chapter, working with others. It says, life will take on new meaning, to watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with newcomers, with each other, is the bright spot of our lives. And that has been so true for me. By being able to carry the message, I have found a design for living that works for me. It brings me purpose, gets me out of myself. It said it was transcended by the happiness they found in giving of themselves or others. That to me is what this program is about is is to move from being self selfish self-centered being other-centered to serve others to be god-centered granted that is progress not perfection but I am growing in in that area and the other thing that stood out for me was how they grew in numbers and I'm just going to wrap it up because I took a trip through the forwards uh, earlier this morning, and it's it's amazing to me uh, to watch this program grow. In the first forward of the first edition, in 1939, they had more than 100. In the second edition, 1955, 6,000, 156,000 groups, 150,000 members, 50 countries. The third printing of the, the, of the book, uh, 1976, 1 million members the fourth edition 2001 2 million 150,000 groups and 150 countries again this is a design that works this is a program that works if we're willing to give of ourselves and carry the message take that very seriously and with that I
4: pass
0: thank you thank you so much Amy Um, okay before I open up the lines for sharing I do want to remind us all that although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day. So if you've shared on Friday or Monday, we ask that you refrain in order that others might share their experience too. And um, we are on page 159, second paragraph starting with all this time. So <clears throat> who would like to share? Katie,
5: Sante,
4: Lynn
6: F.,
0: Santa H. There was someone before Santa. It was Katie Nancy Jane. P. Oh. I hear Nancy P.
7: Do you have Loretta, Loretta R? R. Lynn F.
0: I hear Lynn F. Was it Loretta? Loretta
7: H.
5: Yes, thank you, Melissa.
0: Thank you, Loretta H. Someone with an R.
5: Did you get Nessa R?
0: No, now I got you, Nessa. Nessa R. Okay, let me tell you who I have. I have Katie G., Santa H., Nancy P., Lynn F. I'm not sure if it was F or S, so correct me when when you come in. Loretta H. and Nessa R. Was there someone I missed? I'll take that as a no. Okay, then. Katie G., would you get us started, please?
8: Nancy Good morning F. Melissa. F. Oh.
0: Oh, what I'm was sorry. Time? Who is that? I'll add you Nancy.
8: Nancy F. F.
0: Nancy F? Yes. Okay, I got you on the end there, Nancy. Okay. Great. Go ahead, Katie
6: G. Hey Melissa, am I still being heard?
0: You are. Yep.
6: Awesome. Good morning. Thanks for your service. Katie G recovered. Compulsive over eater, anorexic and bulimic in Boston. You know, I, one of my favorite teachers taught me recently that uh, I have a disease of chronic malcontent. And that is so true for me. You know, ever since I was a little girl, it was like Christmas time, I'd get the Barbie, the bike, whatever. Five minutes later, the shine wears off. And I'm like, dude, where's my stuff, right? Like it's gone. And, um, and I thought that I needed to fight for what I needed. I needed to fight to get happy. And all of that left me Malcontent and eating and starving and binging and purging and showing up in OA and saying, help me, tell me what to do. My life is a wreck. I have nothing else. And, um, you know, OA, thank you, God has given me something new in life. And it's not me. You know, what's so confusing is I... I spent my life thinking that through the process of addition, and even in program, like through the process of addition, right, I'm going to come in, I'm going to get the body, I'm going to get the boyfriend, husband, children, house, whatever, and then I'm going to be happy, right, like the external. But what I'm learning is that this is a process of subtraction, right, like it's never ever ever addition and i have to ask myself today like am i gladly devoting my spare hours to helping fellow sufferers like gladly devoting and it's and it's so counterintuitive right because i spent my life pursuing me and that and that brought me to the ground right but but through the process of uncovering discovering and discarding everything that's not me my ego everything I show up and I am taught by all of you how to give to others. When I think about the time, the prayers, the energy, the time, the phone calls that you all have given me, I am astounded and you haven't held it over my head and been like, hey, Katie, you owe me but I am astounded and I, where much is rewarded, much is expected. It is a pleasure and a privilege like to get off the subject of me. And it brings me to page, I think it's 99 in the AA 12 and 12. It talks about um, God, granted, I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to give rather than receive, to love rather than be loved, right? Because because it is it somehow by subtracting me that 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 peace that malcontent that that little girl who's saying, "Gimme, gimme, gimme, where's my stuff." <clears throat> is taken care of. I mean, I can't tell you, like, death of self for successful living. There are times that I call all of you and I'm like, please, relieve me of the bondage of me, right? Because I'm done. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tired old topic. And when I get off of me and, and, and think about how I can give to you, it is priceless. It is everything that I wanted, the food and the anorexia and the world to give to me beyond my dreams. And uh, I'm going to keep trudging, God willing, for another day with all of you without a I-
0: Thank you, Katie J. Okay, next up is Santa H. And then Santa will be followed by Nancy P. Good morning, Santa.
4: Good morning, Melissa. Good morning, family. My name is Santa H., a Grateful Compulsive Overeater, Living in the Solution One Day at a Time, calling in from Montclair, New Jersey. And thank you all for your service and those who make this meeting possible. Um, What really jumped out at me is the dedication that these gentlemen had to working with others. And it reminds me of the dedication that I truly give to um, working with others as well. I find, like the big book said, a bright spot of my life. Um, it's, it's a joy, and it's so much that I, I give back so much more than I give. Um, and my proteges have no idea how much more they give me than I give to them. And you know this here you know, my this life here is a brand new life for me it is, it is a life of peace of joy of happiness I have learned so much about myself um i have grown um my character defects have have um diminished um as a result of helping others and um like it says here um where I'm at here. Um, if the man is to remain sober, that motive sounds is, is secondary. So, you know, I know I have to do this to be, stay sober, and, you know, that is the primary drive for, for working with others. Whether, you know, whether they um, are my proteges or just the sick and suffering out there, they all need a helping hand. They all need encouragement, and they all need to be turned back to the book and where the solution lies. And that's what I try to do when someone comes to me and they, you know, they don't know what to do and they're they're confused or are just crying. I always refer them back to this book. And it's, just, it's about carrying this message any way, anywhere I can. Even I've been lately going to meetings where there's not a lot of recovery to bring the message to every single person that I can actually do in my capabilities, I mean that higher power put in my in in my path, and thank you for allowing me to share with that i passed.
0: Thank you, Santa. Thank you for sharing. Can okay, you share your here. number? Excuse me. Will she this is a recorded number? part. We don't we don't leave our phone numbers until um, there there is a member contact list, though. So if you can hold okay, off, we'll. You. We'll help you out with that. Okay, great. Um, next up is Nancy P., and then Nancy will be followed by Lynn F. Good morning, Nancy.
9: Hey, Melissa. Thanks for letting me share. Nancy P. from West Newton, Massachusetts. So I love this paragraph, and um, I loved what the um, what the speaker said about, um, you know, going back to the uh, – um, working with others about how it's um, the bright spot of our lives. And for me, this is this paragraph is sort of the embodiment of practical experience shows that nothing will so much ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. I mean, that sentence for me and is sort of the embodiment of this paragraph. But at the same time, I love the fact that it is transcended I do all this. I mean, I, I totally want to help people. I totally want people to get where you know to get what I got. I'm recovered, and I have a life second to none, and I absolutely want other people to have that, and I work hard to um, to pass the message. but in the end, I, I do do it for myself, but even after that, it's sort of like you know, Diana, you know, God is so good, I get so much more than that because um, my new sort of thing that I've been obsessed with over the past few weeks and working with others is the idea that, yeah, I have, um, I've recovered from compulsive overeating, but my life is the same. I mean, I'm no richer. I'm no more beautiful. Maybe a little more beautiful, but no more. um, I don't have anything more. I have the same house, same job, the same family, everything is the same. But because the hole inside me has been filled by um, service to others and my higher power, it seems I want less. So I, it seems like I have more. My life is crowded with goodness. And there's no real, really no room for, um, for dire want the way that I used to, of anything, of, you know, food or anything else. And, um, and it's, you know, like my own practical experience shows that nothing, zero, Helped me get there more than working with others, and my the payoff is this transcendent feeling that um you know that of the happiness this transcendent feeling of happiness that I found by doing that um, and with that, I'll pass.
0: thank you, thank you, Nancy p okay, next up is Lynn. F, F as in Frank, and then Lynn will be followed by Loretta H. Good morning, Lynn.
7: Good morning, Melissa. Thank you so much. It is Lynn F., Recovered in Pennsylvania, and I'm so grateful to be on the line with everyone this morning. Um, What I would, the passage, the the page, start over. The lines that jumped off the page at me, they know they must help other alcoholics if they would remain sober that motive became secondary. It was transcended by the happiness they found in giving themselves to others. And I really feel as though I, I did my step 12 you know, in recovery because it, I was told to do my step 12. And somewhere along the line, I did experience, and I do experience this happiness that they talk about here. And I looked up the word transcend, And it means to go beyond the range of limits and to surpass. And and what I, you know, and and two things come up for me when I read that. One is that today, being in quarantine during a pandemic, I have been transcended by happiness by giving to others. You know, I... I have more time to give in this time. I carve out time at the end of the day and the family doesn't expect me. And I'm in my room and I'm giving service. I'm on the phone. I'm making, you know, hosting meetings, whatever that means. Transcended by happiness. I Those hours spent are so filled with joy for me. They are the mainstay. Like when we go back to brick and mortar, what's it going to look like? I'm not so sure, but I know God will provide. Um, And then secondly, when I heard folks talking like this, when I was still in the food, I thought they were nuts, right? I thought that they were crazy. When the folks opened the door to meetings for me, um, that they were, um, and they were smiling and, and welcoming me. I thought they were crazy. So to the newcomers on the line, stay, we're here. These promises, aren't just for us lofty the ideas that we're talking about and sharing. We were you, and I was you, and I was, I'm filled with the um, blessings that this program offers, and I'm filled with gratitude this morning to be with you all on the line um, from my cozy home here in Pennsylvania, and I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Loretta. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm sorry. Thank you, Loretta. <laughs> uh, next up is Loretta H. Good morning, Loretta. Will be followed by Nessa R. Oh, good morning, Loretta.
10: Good morning, Melissa. And thank you and all who do service on this healthy, healthy meeting that saves my life every day. This is Loretta H. From Raleigh. Compulsive overeater, anorexic, grace with God's absence for today, and. Uh, the spiritual way of life relieves much worry and suffering, and that is what I just love. I keep Step 12 for me is the gift that keeps on giving, and it's priceless. Without it, I wouldn't be here, and hopefully, um, I can help somebody up with my experience, strength, and hope when I sponsor. But as everybody shared, it's kind of a selfish thing because it really helps me more than it helps um, my sponsee. I just, I always tell them that because they do more for me than I've ever, ever been able to do for them. And with that, not only do I see because I always saw my life um, in the perception of the negative. My life, and it wasn't, but only working this. Steps and working uh, with my sponsee, who is the guide, and such, you know, incredibly, incredibly uh, spiritual and also incredibly serene. And as I've shared, I've wanted to kind of get that authentic serenity or maybe it's authentic sobriety. And working this step this time, I've done them a lot of times, with God's grace, I've been out of the food for 19 plus years, but that authentic serenity is coming about today and I'm so grateful because God has a great sense of humor. I don't think I could live right now um, because of the pandemic and also the unrest without these steps and our traditions because it is hard and painful out there. And only with me being able to share this message of love, and it is all about love, and uh, this transformation that I have been so, so freely given by my sponsor, and I hopefully freely give it to my sponsees, it's given me life beyond my wildest dreams. And so I just, I'm grateful for the 12 Steps for my God, with my understanding, And for all the people who helped me, especially my sponsees and my sponsor, and all you fellows who every morning share your experience, Drake, and Hope. So thank you, and I will pass.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Loretta. Okay, next up is Nessa R., and Nessa will be followed by Nancy F. Good morning, Nessa.
5: Hi, good morning, vision for you. Uh, My name is Nessa R. And I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Toronto, Canada. I don't know how to follow all these beautiful shares. Everybody has pretty much said what I wanted to say. So I guess all I can do is reiterate in my own words what has been said. But, um, you know, I I found out through my own experience that there's no obstacle to happiness bigger than the pursuit of happiness. You know, and I say that because I spend my first almost five decades of my life burning up energy um, foolishly to try to arrange my life to suit myself, you know, and when I say to arrange my life, I mean to fix my circumstances, what somebody else referred to as the externalities. You know, if only I could, you know, get my economic circumstances to be better. If only I could have a husband, if only I could have kids, if only I could have money, Um, you know, I thought that all these things, uh, would bring me happiness. And I forgot that when I was in my early twenties, I was living in Manhattan, you know, in a very glamorous life, working in high finance, making a lot of money. I was very thin. I had lots of friends, I had beautiful clothes and I was miserable. I was miserable. Um, so, you know, I, You know talking about not being able to differentiate the true from the false uh, i continued you know pursuing my own little plans and designs in the pursuit of happiness and getting unhappier by by the moment and this is the paradox somebody somebody actually used the word this word in their share uh, yesterday paradox of recovery that now that i am not focused on my happiness but i'm focused on the well-being of others now i am truly happy and if we also talk about having low self-esteem in the rooms of the OA, you know, and we think that self-esteem comes from, you know, outside validation, from being highly thought of, from being followed and and, and applauded by, by people, you know, accepted and all that. And that's not self-esteem. That's just validation. Self-esteem comes from doing esteemable acts and serving God and helping others, which is what I do now. Um, is an esteemable act and it's brought so much self-esteem and happiness, but that doesn't happen on its own. I mean, that's a transformation. It's a radical transformation of thought process, you know. So why couldn't I have achieved it um, earlier than I did, you know, because I hadn't been entirely abstinent and I hadn't uh, worked the steps according to the big book. This is what brings about the transformation. This is what transformed, Bill. Wilson, well, from, from a person who pursued, you know, a fame and fortune to somebody who was so selfless that when he finally got the, the, the path to riches, which was the writing of this book, he practically gave it away. Like, and this is the transformation that I experienced, the transformation that we can all experience. You know, it has to begin with entire abstinence and it has to be very quickly followed by working this. Um, unbelievable program exactly as laid out, and, you know, then then we'll experience this transcendent happiness that we have been talking about um, this whole morning, and uh, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Nessa R. Okay, next up is Nancy F., and then we will open it up again for more shares. Good morning, Nancy F.
8: Good morning. This is Nancy uh, from Memphis, NC, uh, anorexic, coblemic. And I just wanted to thank everybody that has had accidents. I can't give it away unless I have it, and I'm struggling. But uh, it's a new day. It's a new morning. And I'm, I'm very grateful to have a sponsor that helps me, guide me. But I need to be the one to reach out and ask for help, because uh, it is a we program, not an I program. And I'm just looking at life a little bit different. I'm tired of living in misery and pain, and I want what you guys have, but I have to make the right choices. And when it comes to half measures, you can't do it. I can't do it. I, it has to be black and white and there's no in-between, and I'm very grateful for all you uh, OA people. Thank you. I'm done.
0: Thank you, Nancy. F. Thank you for sharing. Okay, so um, we are on page 159, second paragraph, starting with all this time and ending with thus relieving much worry and suffering, So if you haven't shared on Friday or Monday, we welcome you to um, offer your name. So who would like to share? Carmella G. Carmella. Jen A. Jen A. Craig F. Craig F. There was someone before Craig I missed.
10: Meredith G.
0: Meredith G.
11: Anita L. Anita L.
0: Good morning, Anita.
11: Good morning.
0: Okay. So I've got Carmella G., Jen A., Craig F., Meredith G., Anita L. Did I miss someone? March O. March O. Alrighty. looks. Looks good. All righty. So we're going to start off with Carmela G. And Carmela will be followed by Jen A. Good morning, Carmela.
2: Thank you so much, Melissa. And thank you all for being on the line and all the wonderful shares. This is Carmela G., a grateful compulsive over-eater recovered for today from New York. When I read this paragraph and as I listened to everyone, I thought, wow, what a transition. We went from Bill's story to the I, 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 and his arrogance and his searching for fame and money to a, a person who is now serving others and working with others. And finding a power greater than himself. And then I reflected on Carmela. And I realized I was that self-serving, self-seeking person. And I wanted everything. I wanted all the attention, all the accolades. I wanted all the things money could buy. I was in search of everything, and when I found this program, late in life, but never too late, because it's always in God's time, not Carmela's time, I have been gifted. The more I want to get out of self and help another, the more the gifts come, the more I get filled with joy and love. Each time I reach that hand out and get out of self, I feel elated when I'm working with a sponsee and she gets it and she shares something with me and she's relieved and she's joyful. And now that my sponsees have sponsees, to watch the growth that brings so much fullness in my life. Never, never would I think that a program like this that I labeled a bunch of nuts, I'm not going to be one of those nuts. Well, I love it. It is a way of living. And as the book says, it is my design for living. And this is part of the journey. And I am so grateful for it. And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Carmela G. Okay, next up is Jen A, and Jen will be followed by Craig F. Good morning, Jen.
12: Hey, Melissa, good morning. Thanks so much for taking the meeting today. My name is Jen A, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic, and bulimic from Littleton, Colorado. And wow, how can you not, um, as a recovered fellow working with others, not want to give all the glory to God for what he has done, right? Listen to the people on the lines this morning. If you're sick and you're miserable and you're out of ideas and you're hopeless, just as these men were and as they're described in the big book of alcoholics, just like I was hopeless, the girl that was hopelessly devoted to food, exercise, pills and potions, and today I am I'm, I'm 100% devoted to helping others, serving others, and loving others. Um, you know, that's what God, God, God instructs me to do. And you know what I love about this paragraph? And the word that just sticks on me is transcended by the happiness they found in giving themselves for others. Um, and I think somebody said it this morning, and I'm just going to repeat it again because if you would have told me that um, – all the craziness in my head, um, the hamsters running on the wheel, the squirrels running back and forth (laughs) from ear to ear. If you would have told me that that was going to stop and um, slow down once I started working with others, I don't think I'd believe you. In fact, I even told Sponsie this morning, she said to me, you know, I'm really, like, the scale, the numbers, I'm like, really? I said, so what do you need to be doing? Working with others, right? Working with another alcoholic or drunk saves the day every single time for a girl like me. Whether it's picking up my phone and returning a phone call to somebody who called me that day as an outreach call, calling a sponsee, or how about this, even working with others in my office. How about my kids at home when they need my help during COVID-19? Mom, can you help me do this? Mom, can you make me a cheese quesadilla? Whatever it is, it's it's helping others. It's getting out of self. And that's what these men did. And you know what? That was modeled for me. I feel pretty blessed because I look at the story, and I had two men that sat down with me at Panera Bakery across the table and looked me in the eye and said, if you want what we have, you will show up here at this table every Saturday without fail to do this work. And as scared as I was and as intimidated as I was, I knew that they had what I wanted and I did not want to live like this the rest of my life and that I would do it. And then they looked at me and said, and then you're going to give it away. You're going to give it away to others. And today, I say for fun and for free. I heard that. A guy told, uh, said that to me in a meeting once um, that I heard he was talking. Give it away for fun and for free. And I laughed, and I'm like, that's right, for fun and for free I get to do this. Thank you, God, that you restored a girl to her right mind. Um, I'm living in a normal-sized body, at least what I think is normal, and I'm living a life which is happy, joyous, and free. That was the first retreat that I ever went to in Colorado where Harlan G. spoke I'm living that today. I'm walking and breathing. It works, people. It does. Pick up the book. Walk with somebody. Get guided like these fellows did, and you can experience this too. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa.
0: Thank you, Chen A. Thank you so much. All right, next up is Craig F., and Craig will be followed by Meredith G. Good morning, Craig.
13: Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for... Leading this morning, my name is Craig F, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I'm also a perfectionist. And you know, I I uh, (laughs) I I I read this paragraph, and I this paragraph, uh, this talk about this fellowship building up around me. This talk about this um, it. Joy in working with others uh, is me most days. You know, um, I, I uh, 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 live to see people that that are, are uh, new to the program get it. You know, and I take great—I um, uh, almost said pride, but that's not the word. Great joy in in uh, seeing, you know, when I, the first time I had a sponsoree, a, a sponsoree, sponsoree call me, you know, uh, a great grand sponsor, sponsoree, whatever that is, uh, call me and and ask some questions. I thought, wow, isn't this wonderful to be a part of this? Uh, and and you know, to have that fellowship and friendship—you uh, know, the not drinking buddy type friendship—that uh, it, it, it's wonderful. It, it is wonderful. But I sat there not long ago one night, thinking, "Will this guy ever quit droning on?" You know, he—he's—he's he, he not getting it. He—he's not—he's too worried about himself and. And he's taken up my time. <laughs> and, and and I realized that I, I'm not, uh, I have not yet reached that level of perfection that, that I so want. And I'm a human, as my sponsor, my sponsor constantly tells me they have a name for people like me, and it's human being. But what I realized as I sat there in my human impatience was, is that, and uh, you know they say there's two times you need to go to a meeting, you know, when you when you don't want to and when you do want to, and uh, you know there's two times you need to work with a with a, a sponsee that's not getting it, you know, when you want to and when you don't want to. That that the fact that uh, that I didn't want to didn't say it wasn't really talking about them. It was talking about me. It was. Uh, you know, it it was my need to be patient, to learn to be patient when I didn't want to be patient. You know, my need to be to learn to be uncomfortable when I don't want to be uncomfortable. And it, it, in learning to to be uh, uncomfortable when I don't want to be uncomfortable, uh, when I when I'm learning to be patient when I when I'm feeling impatient. That's recovery. That and, and going through that process, taking that action of of just sitting there and listening to this person, uh that was uh, that brought me back to where I needed to be. Um it, it, you know, in other words, I got more out of it than than that person did that was droning on and uh you know uh, all right well thank you um so you know i i i want to i just want to stress that it's a two-way thing It 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 disciplines me and uh uh and it also fulfills me and with that i'll pass thank you
0: thank you thanks craig uh, okay next up is meredith g and meredith will be followed by anita l good morning
4: meredith
8: hi um My name is Meredith. I want to claim my seat as a sugar addict and food addict, and um, I just want to thank everyone for the work uh, that makes this meeting possible, and I'll pass.
0: Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for, for sharing, Meredith. Okay, next up is Anita L., and Anita will be followed by Marge O. Good morning, Anita.
11: Good morning, my friend Melissa. It's so good to hear your voice. Thanks for your service, and good morning to everybody else. Um, I don't share. Rarely, I I rarely rarely share anymore, and I just felt really compelled this morning. Um, this sentence: These men had found something brand new in life, and I relate in because. What is happening to me? Uh, I am newly recovered uh, again. And I have found something so brand new in life. It happened uh, yesterday afternoon, actually. Um, By putting the food down and working these steps and being of maximum service to others, including my higher power, who I have had an on-again, off-again relationship over the years. Anger came in for quite a long time due to a trauma in my life and non-acceptance on my part. And finally, when I saw the anger towards my higher power just wasn't working, I realized I needed to let go of that anger. And let God come back into my life again and over these years I have grown and learned so much and so that is the brand new something in my life you know having this new design for living and putting the food down and allowing uh, all the teachings that I've learned from these steps they are so wise oh my goodness I mean, whoever knew that just by working these steps, my life could be so beautiful. And believe me, I have been going through hell right now. So it's not like life has been easy. It hasn't been lately. However, my program, I'm staying focused. And thank you, God, for bringing... um, my sponsor to me recently and taking me through these steps again. And now uh, it says, though they knew they must, what a directive important word, help other alcoholics. So I have been calling others in the program and reaching out and giving service um, so that they would remain abstinent too you know it's not up to me whether they would or not however i can share my experience strength and hope and when i share with others it makes me feel on top of the world so you know getting abstinent staying abstinent the weight is now pretty much all off my body that is secondary what It's more important to me is the happiness that I found by giving to others. And this is the main thing that I wanted to share. This is why I wanted to share this morning is that I think by practicing, so to speak, giving of myself to others in program, it has helped me to be able to give service to my own family. And what is more important than being there for others in my family? And I have had a very uh, dysfunctional relationship with my son. Hi,
6: Anita.
11: Oh, I- I'm sorry. I didn't <laughs> That's hear okay. it. That's okay. I, I just want to say that yesterday my higher power put in me that love, and I was able to give to him. And that is what it's all about not only giving to others in program, being there for others in our family. So thank you. I'll pass.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, Anita. Okay, next up is Marge O. Marge.
14: Good morning, Melissa. Thank you for your service. This is Marge O. from Walpole, Massachusetts, recovered today by the grace of God and this program. I just wanted to speak to this paragraph When I worked with my sponsor, she told me Step 12 was the crown jewel, and that's how I think of it because for many years I have sponsored. I am fairly new to Visions a couple of years, and I'm sponsoring the Visions way. It's made a big difference in my life, and I love being able to reach out to others because the more I sponsor and give of myself, the more seems to be given to me. More patience, more love, more understanding, more generosity with my time. Time has always been an issue for me. Oh, do I have enough time? Do I have enough time? Yes, I have plenty of time. And that's because I keep busy enough to let my higher power direct my day and direct my doings. And I loved what somebody said earlier about it isn't isn't that I have so much more. It's that I want so much less. I don't have to have all the things I used to have to have trying to fill up my God-sized hole because now I have God there and um, all of you people in program and all all the service that people give and knowing instinctively that that's where it's at, is giving of myself to help others. So with that, I shall pass, and thank you. Thank you so much, March. Okay. Um
0: we have we've got like one minute left. If there's someone who can share what nope, nope not one minute left. I just heard from a bird where we are we are just on time. So I'm gonna thank everyone who shared today. Um and um please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today's meeting, today was June 2nd, 2020. The share ID is 14732. 14732. And we will now close with the reading from the Big Book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Will Allison L. Al please read a vision for you?